Bobby. What is up? How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Oh, well, you know, it's been a, a full day, as it is in our business sometimes. But, uh, you know, I've actually had the distinct pleasure of spending the whole day with our guest. So uh, we'll go ahead and just get the normal stuff out of the way and get right into it. So welcome, Let's do to, it. welcome to Industry Secrets Podcast, where we talk shit and talk shop. Um, IndustrySecretsPod at gmail.com is the email. Uh, like the ideas. Got a few poker uh, spicy challenges uh, that we're going to kind of... Look into on scheduling once Bobby gets me some more dates, and then uh, Bobby. Oh, listen, we're uh, we're we've always got people willing to come <laughs> on, and it's a it's a good time. I uh, I always try to tell people uh, like uh, Orlando. I know you're listening. Um, I was talking to him the other day, and uh, I was like, dude, if we have someone on a second, third, fifteenth time, that is literally a twenty-four to forty-eight hour schedule. <laughs> like yeah. we we uh, we had something fall through on our end, on someone else's end, and we're looking to just keep the podcast coming weekly. So, um, stick in there with us and we're going to get there. Yeah, it's harder than you think to get on a schedule where this consumes a few hours of your day and trying to do it properly and get a good guess. Like, it's three schedules you got to get together and they all got to sync up with your full-time job. So, it it gets difficult to do these. So, best case scenario, we're inconveniencing two different businesses. Yeah. And then usually three, right? So, it is just the nature of the beast. So, with that said... Yeah, you're First welcome, time listeners. guest, uh, Mr. Nick Reyes. Thanks for joining us. Oh, hi. Hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> yeah, it's always weird if, uh, just like now, when I forget to tell our guests that we're going to talk without you involved for a second, and then you're just kind of like sitting there like, do I talk now? <laughs> just thought you were in love. It's cute. Hello? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. It's all right, though. We'll, we'll work through it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll fall in love. We may kiss a little bit. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? I like it. Well, okay. Nick, usually what we do is we just do a quick brief overview of uh kind of how you started in the business just some bullet points on uh where you're at now and then you know we kind of jump into the the format and then we'll uh tell stories from there cool uh yeah i started about a decade ago um my in-laws are friends with uh the bufords and okay yeah so they uh they they have a pretty popular Thing around town. Yeah, right? who's the Bufords? Uh, the the John Buford. He's writing a book about nature and uh, uh, the the Arizona wilderness. And okay. They uh, he does wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wilderness adjacent things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, the family has known him since he was just a wee lad. Uh, so hooked up with them, learned about beer, and got okay. picked up by uh, Santan as a busser. Oh, yeah. bussing tables at Santan. Yeah. That's, All right. Uh, that was my intro into the the industry, which was a lot of fun. Okay. Did you stay a busser there, or did you move on? Uh, I was a busser for just a little bit. I moved on to the sales and then the marketing teams. Okay. Um, was there maybe eight, nine years ago, and then got okay. picked up by the homies over at Lagunitas. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, I spent the majority of the last ten years over there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's we, where we got to know each other. Yeah, yeah. When we were at Lagunitas. Uh, yeah, I knew you briefly before then, but the majority of the time I've known you, you've just been a Lagunitas boy. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. Moved out to Texas with them and did some yeah. some marketing, and that was... Uh, Yeehaw, yeah. Uh, I think you uh, found Queso while you were out there. Uh, I have always known Queso. Me and Queso have been 
I mean Texas queso, I guess. Well, I was born and raised in Houston. Oh shit, so I do forget you're from the, uh, the yeah, Lone Star State. I, I say y'all. Um, <laughs> But right. yeah, so born and raised in Houston and got to move back to Texas and okay. rock that for a while and ate a shit ton of queso. Yeah. You, you ended up working for a different brewery in Texas too, right? Like Circle Nine or something like that? Yeah, I worked for Circle out there and then I also worked for Eighth Wonder. Eighth Wonder. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're the ones with that uh, works with all the rappers in Houston. So I That's got to meet dope. Bun B and uh, Paul Wall. And... I mean, meeting a bunch of Houston rappers totally makes me jealous. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Dirty South. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where my career started. Uh, moved back to town maybe two years ago okay. with uh, a family in tow. Uh, worked for... 3D printed yourself uh, an extra one while you were out in Texas? I did. I figured I should uh, have a backup plan. So okay. just in case something happens to to this. Right. Uh, you want I, it to be, keep it going. Yeah. Keep the legacy on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, mostly, like, to to carry on my vendettas. Uh, that That is what I am trying <laughs> Listen, to... Listen, we love a petty king. Yeah, yeah. Really? So yes. I, I try and install that in Felix as much as I can. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I came back. I worked for Distill for a little bit. Moved over mm-hmm. to uh, BRI. I managed their arcade for a second. Uh okay. And then now I am doing the spirits for Grand Canyon Distillery. Oh, yeah. We know that brewery. Yeah. We've heard, heard of them. We've heard of them. Big hole in the wall or yeah. hole in the ground. Yeah. No. And you are a fine addition to the team. Oh, uh, thank you. Let that be said, uh, certainly. Uh, and we're excited to have you aboard. But more than that, I mean, just like we've heard from your uh, your past, we're going to have a good time talking about the industry today. So, um, But I don't kick off this podcast. Bobby does. Bobby does. Nick, as an adult man, as adult man, okay, whatever you shit your pants. <sighs> so I've, I've, I've heard tell like, let me preface this whole I, I situation with uh, I have heard I don't listen to podcasts, okay, but I have heard tell of what is brought up at this podcast, and I oh. dug deep, I dug maybe too deep, oh, and. I can't produce one of those stories. That's like, okay. I, I, I have plenty of puke stories. Um, one of my great dear friends, Pat Mace, uh, puked on me and Marissa DiPaolo uh, coming back from a Total Wine or <laughs> Whole Foods. Okay. Uh, like, great stories of other bodily functions, yeah. but I guess my sphincter is tight. You got, no, you're just classy gentlemen is what it is. No, that <laughs> is definitely not the case. That's not the case. It's just... Uh, me and my sphincter have a very, like, great relationship to where, like, we we follow each other's, you know... Uh, you roll with each other's punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if someone throws up a signal, like, we, you know, I follow. So, like, if he's like, yo, it's going down, like, yeah. he gives me a good warning like yeah, he's even like, he's like i'm tagging in right yeah so i i, I can i can find my well self to a situation to where i'm not shitting my pants yeah I, well, you shouldn't right yeah i'm a little i'm a little disappointed in myself if, to be fair that like to be fair uh that i don't have a shit story you know it's 
hearing other people's shit story has brought me to an understanding of myself that I don't go as crazy as a lot of people, right? Like, yeah, like, and and not that I'm not willing to, but I just don't find myself like housed drink like you know super shitty drunk eating filibertos and then like walking down an alley and being like oh this is gonna happen you know like yeah well i've I've done that (laughs) (laughs) except for the shitting myself like i i don't know like i i I felt like my sphincter just like which knock on wood like i'm getting older so things are gonna start degrading even faster (laughs) so i say that and i might have a shit story for y'all tomorrow but like We'll have you back. Yeah. You text <laughs> us if it happens. There we go. <laughs> Code brown. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it been with the uh, the spirit side of Grand Canyon? It's been great. It's uh, I've I've been doing beer for so long um, that you kind of get in in a way of doing things and thinking maybe like a callousness where you think that things have to roll a certain way and spirits has definitely given me a fresh breath it's 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 a different ball game and oh it's, i imagine it, it's fun like uh growing up uh i i played baseball we we were a baseball family and i fucking hated baseball but i learned <laughs> to like it yeah um and that definitely wasn't the case with beer i started like as a home brewer and this and that but it kind of became this callousness but with with spirits it's a new fresh oh, yeah. breath of life and yeah are you a cocktail guy I'm not. I'm, I'm a trashy. Like I will drink out of the fucking bottle most yeah. of the time. So yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously. I think so. um, like being more of like a cocktail figure is like definitely helps with that line of work, right? Because then you can like recipe build and understand how these things should be formulated and why they should go on menus and why, how your product's placement fits in on a menu. But honestly, I think I'd be a trash. <laughs> some spirit rep. <laughs> yeah, that's why I spend a lot of time at like really awesome bars, Twelve West downtown. Um, those fucking bartenders. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't order. I just Grand Canyon, and they pull out matches and fucking burnt oranges <laughs> and like fucking pixie dust, confetti like confetti. Yeah, imagine. it's crazy. A lot of like, flammable stuff, oddly. A lot of flammable, <laughs> which is a good fucking show. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. No. So they have been a lot of uh, my my higher end cocktail knowledge that I've been picking up has been from from those fine. What's kind of nice is if you have like two to three met, like recipes per skew, mm-hmm. then you don't really need a ton more than that. You can go, oh, all right, you're looking for bourbon. I've got this bourbon and it works with this style thing. And you've got these ingredients in this style of. Yeah, um, I've got like these, these restaurant cocktails that are strong. And then if you need something else, maybe we can work on that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the biggest thing is because as a small brand, you're not going to be called for by name. Right. So you got to be on the on, menu. On a menu. Or, yeah, yeah. you got to be on a menu. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's interesting to hear you guys talk about that is, as I was kind of coming down, is... Did we get quieter? <clears throat> I feel like we um, got way quieter. Uh, yeah, I think you're... Uh, yeah, you need to go up a little bit. Did you guys think you got quieter? Uh, I just feel like Alex is such a uh, a booming presence <laughs> that uh, so strange. You know, Nick's levels look normal. Yours do look down. Uh, Weird. Sure. Weird. Um, is this still down with me talking this loud? No. Huh. I'll yeah. just talk louder. I'll okay. Give it a shot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But um, you saying like being a cocktail guy helps. It's it's interesting to watch Nick as a former beer guy kind of come into the spirits realm um, as someone who's kind of like watching him work. 
because um, <laughs> fucking obsessed. Um, he has the toolkit to do the job. <clears throat> alcohol just, sales is kind of roughly alcohol sales. Like, how do you bever- beverage? Can, beverage sales is beverage sales. Can you talk and and uh, feel out how a conversation is going with the buyer? Can you tell what they're looking for? Yeah. Can, like, can, are can you, you wasting communicate their time? with the buyer? Find out what their needs are. Match what you have in your portfolio to their needs. Are you able to accommodate? There are questions on taste, like quality. Like, you don't have to, like, be a cocktail nerd to do that job, right? All you need is the knowledge. I think beverage sales is very similar across the board. And what's interesting is because Nick knows beer and he's getting to know cocktails, he doesn't have any preconceived things set in his head about cocktails, how they should be made, what they should be made with, or the approach. So the things and the ideas he comes up with, the questions he asks me, are more outside of the box than generally I've experienced, which is good because what this market needs across the fucking board, except wine seems to know what they're doing and keep it going at flat. Um, there needs to be a shakeup. There was kind of in beer with a lot of these like creative women who came in like Billy and Liz and um, I'm going to fucking forget her name. Uh, Kristen Drewers um, to do like really new and innovative stuff instead of just like, Tap takeover, variation of a tap takeover, um, all these different like events. And you've been really good at it too, right? Like inventing new ways to like interact. And I feel that I've just seen that like as someone who like knows how to do the job and just switching beverage types. Jesus, I'm out of fucking breast of mouth. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's been interesting to watch that transition too, because it's like, well, I don't really know this. And I'm just like, you know this. It's just... You'll get to enjoy cocktails, and, and maybe if you don't have five a night, that's okay too, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. So, have you done any like? Because in beer, there's a ton of events that we do. Are you have you been doing like your events, but on the spirit side? Uh, so the first like Soul Spirit event I have is this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say it's this okay. weekend, right? Yeah, Dope. USA Today, we're doing uh, a festival at Salt River Fields. Killer. Uh, so you don't really do like events like you would at a with a brewery at a bar. Not yet. Um, there are some some talks about some stuffs and some things uh, with a couple of. I'm kind of working some crossover events, so he beer really and said spirits. Nothing just yeah, now, but that's why. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. things and, and stuff and crossover hey, events. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like a politician. <laughs> Gray area. Well, um, and just, I mean, I'll I'll let you go on, but to my knowledge, like spirit events are more like either education driven experiential driven meaning like full tasting full dinner pairing like beer can be a little more casual and a little more just kind of off to the side of everything happening spirit events have always seemed to me to be like okay this is a feature of most of what we're doing this evening i imagine they just pretty much be like hey you're gonna put uh my bourbon on as your uh like house bourbon or whatever it is and then you're gonna do like the 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 grand old fashioned, whatever it is. So then you go and do the event, you like just make a fucking pitcher of old fashioned, put like a half ounce and a bunch of cups, and then you go around and sample them. You're like, yo, this is the new specialty menu item. So like those are kind of like the things I'm I was thinking more of, not like, hey, let's do this boat race where you blow a toy boat with a straw in a uh, rain gutter to see who can win. Like those are a little bit different, right? Uh, but I'm interested to see how those events go for you moving forward because when I go out and sample beer. It's like a four to eight percent beer in like an ounce and a half format. But if you're sampling spirits, and then I just I feel like it can get like way more out of hand. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think things can get sideways super quickly with spirits, which is kind of fun. I'm interested to see what that 
looks maybe, like in your stories. Yeah, maybe you we'll have a shit with. story yeah. like coming soon, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah, but it'll be of, of a, the consumer, not you. Like, Dude, <laughs> I sample this guy this tequila and he shit his pants. Like, like me and homie were drinking Starshine yeah. behind the building yep. and we shit yeah. together. Maybe it'll be like a dual shit story. Yeah. That would be. He uh, shit, I, I smelled him. it, I puked, then I shit. Like, <laughs> oh, that's love. That's love. Mm hmm. That's um, my early days. Synergy. Of, so that's how I actually had approached my early days of spirit sampling. And I quickly found out that sampling raw spirits is twofold. It is dangerous to your consumer um, by any stretch of the imagination. And secondly, it's not a great representation of your product because generally speaking, people make cocktails, right? And if people want to sample spirits raw, we got some of the best in the game. Grain to glass, uh, you know, all natural. We don't, you don't cut any corners. We don't use any pre-made uh, ethanol, all that kind of shit. Like the liquid is great. I'll let you taste it raw if that's what you want. But like, usually I try to figure out what it pairs good with. I try to keep the ingredients low just so if someone like, for instance, you know, when we go to festivals, we'll do like prickly pear vodka lemonade or yeah. orange blossom, sunny D just so if like you really like this, you know that it goes good with this yeah, you can and you it. can expand on that or do whatever. And, that also then takes the sample size from, <clears throat> you know, uh, fucking 80 proof, 40% down to like 7, 8%, yeah. which is so much more manageable, right? That's what I kind of discovered in samplings, but it, again, it just all kind of, uh, I've never had a dedicated spirit person in the market. So, you know, we're all kind of like figuring it out together. So I am excited to kind of see as well as like how. Yeah, I'm excited when to see Nick the interacts when he interacts with retailers, like how they want that approached and how like it works with consumers and stuff like that. Because like walking up to like ten tables like three different times with spirits <laughs> in the course of a dinner time, which is what we're used to doing with beer, yeah, could go sideways. Yeah. So, quick, how long have you been doing the spirit sales now? Uh, coming up on two months. Okay, have you met any like real fucking assholes in the industry? Like buyers, not yeah. anyone I didn't know before. Okay, uh, so the same assholes that you knew as assholes yeah, yeah. prior. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they they yeah. still work there. Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no one crazy. Um, I. It's kind of funny because I bounce around the same time as a lot of the wine reps. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So uh, there's a very uh, <laughs> different approach to life in general. I can um, imagine. Yeah. And it uh, comes in. He's like, "Hey, I got this bag of spirits." Some girl comes in, pencil skirt, suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> wine reps don't fuck around. Dude. No, they're like, dressed to the nines. Yeah. All of, dude, they look fancy. I always say spirit reps are like like tightened up. Dude, wine reps are like corporate America dude they got yeah. it fucking zipped up yeah yeah uh so those are the people that I'm running into most of the time which I didn't know that much about well I don't know that much about wine but they are delightful individuals and uh yeah I I've been been kind of you know learning more about just that whole side of things wine spirits and that's interesting. I didn't actually consider that until you just said it. And it makes sense. And then you'll just, through association, just like we all do, who you associate with, who you run into, you'll learn a ton about something that you're not even trying to. Right. Interesting. I think it's also kind of cool to be not, like, in that, to be in that line of work, but to not, like, try to fit in that same, whole, like, like uh, square peg round hole kind of thing. Like, not trying to fit in and be like, oh, I'm going to keep doing, like, what I did as beer because that was me being me. 
and now I'm selling this like higher class product spirits that like everybody else is buttoned down. So when you go and talk to like a bar owner, a restaurant manager, whatever it is, it's like almost refreshing to be like, oh, you're not some button down schmuck, it, right? You're real. Yeah, it's definitely like there. There is a bit of peculiar peculiarity. That's not a word. Peculiarity. But it is. That's the word. Um, to it, like you will see three or four that look the same. They all have the same suitcase. They all. They so all. It's the same person, different laundry, different, right. different product. Right, and then this fucking schmuck with the beard and shorts and yeah. a Grand Canyon shirt walks in with a fucking jug of whiskey on my finger, and I'm like, "Do you got a minute?" <laughs> um, so a lot of times I, I feel like the buyers kind of, I get a little more leeway. I get a For little sure. more like, okay, what's this all about? Okay. Yeah. It's not another presentation. Cause yeah. it's not a presentation. It's, yeah. It's a person talking to me who's yeah. real Yeah, and they look like me, right? Like people want to buy from people they look like, right? Yeah. If I was a business owner and you know, every person that came in to sell to me at my dive bar that I own wore a suit and tie. Like you are barking up the wrong fucking tree, man. Like, right. Well, and, and I think there's some leeway there, right? Like I've always, I've always said, I've always learned and know and then do repeat that the beer business, the beverage business is the people business. Right. And so if you are the kind of dude, like Brian Edvardi is a great example, right? Slacks, belt, polo. It is his look. Like he looks good like that. You know, he's always that plain black t-shirt. Again, every time, yeah. but again, like I've seen him dressed down in like jeans and a tee. He looks good, slacks, belt, polo tucked in. He's buff. He's like works out martial arts all the time. He's a he's a he's a short king. It's it's a great look for him, and uh, he looks good in it. So that feels normal. Now, to your point, when you when that's not it, like that's a very rare exception that like the general business attire code is someone's actual look right but it does happen but i've always believed that because this is the people business that like i would be disappointed if you showed up trying to emulate anything like i need everyone to be the personality that they are and that's what kind of attracted me to craft beer in the first place was you just kind of got to be yourself or whatever weird version version of a teenager you wanted to be when you were a kid and you kind of get to get away with it because beer and beverage is eccentric (laughs) And wine, at least I think they're all convinced. I think that if wine took a step back and realized the era we're in and the era that adult beverage has come into of like fucking, you know, uh, I'm going to forget the name of them. Your fucking stunner glasses back there. Uh, Shop. Yeah, but the pit viper, pit vipers, pit vipers, neon, everything, right? Like we're coming into an era of where like adults that were raised in the 90s are in charge of shit or at least marketing and things like that. And I hope that wine kind of like gets the stick out of its ass and joins the club and yeah, the get fun. a little more rock and roll. Yeah, like have a wine rep come in in a tank top and a fucking just a Walmart bag. <laughs> 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 maybe not that crazy. Maybe not that crazy. Yeah, uh, try to sell forties in paper bags. You know, absolutely. So you've been in the industry for a long time, um, whether it's been in sales or in like the restaurant and pub side, uh, bartending. Um, have you ever had any, like, crazy shift incidences that, like, truly just stand out? Um, yeah, there's been a couple. Um, <laughs> so when I was in Austin, after we had Felix, I went back to work part-time. Um, I got a fat severance check from Lagunitas, Dope. so I was Dope. just kind of coasting on that, <laughs> doing the whole stay-at-home dad thing. 
But I picked up a, a, a gig at this place called BB Rovers. It was one of my favorite bars in town. It was a dive bar that was craft beer centric. Okay. So right, right. the majority of the clientele was older clientele, um, lots of pink hair and just older clientele. And uh, we had a motorcycle um, club that was right down the street, and they uh, used us as clubhouse yep. sometime. Oh, neat. <laughs> so, like, the, the dichotomy between the two of, like, <sighs> retired old sailor who, like, gets a little mouthy with, like, this kid who could definitely destroy him, but the biker dude doesn't do shit because mm-hmm. he's there with his club and he's yep. not gonna... He's not going to bring any heat down. Yeah. But there was one night. <laughs> there was one night. So uh, one of our older regulars brought in his 23, 24-year-old grandson. And they're having drinks. They're enjoying themselves. Uh, you can tell this kid is new to drinking. He is he is a domestic drinker. He's, we only served beer. Uh, we didn't even serve wine. Um, and he is asking for shots of this and can you make this cocktail and that and it's beer dude it's beer so he's asking for the strongest beer he's drinking imperial stouts Ooh, yeah then the bike club comes in Uh um they are always like just oh they're always ready to fucking throw down well that but they mind their p's and q's oh absolutely because they're ready to throw down if they have to well that's that's exactly it is like once you've crossed the threshold there's no well that's back that's they're they're prepared and there is a line and that's it that's their watering hole they don't want to fuck up their watering hole exactly so um they're on two opposite sides of the bar as the night starts uh the kid is just at this point we have cut him off but his grandpa doesn't take him out of there so he is fuming and then from the bathroom i hear well fuck your mother and (laughs) anytime you hear well fuck your mother usually like fun stuff is happening (laughs) yeah yeah. it's usually the coolest things happen right after that yeah just right so i'm at this point i'm serving to their treasurer a beer and like all of the guys look over and then this fucking kid just goes sliding out of the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) so all the bikers stand up and like their treasurer was the highest ranking dude there so i was like dude please not tonight and he was like what's going on and i was like let me figure it out (laughs) i had to go all the way around the bar by the time i got all the way around the bar all of them were surrounding this kid and this kid is trying to swing on all of them so there's 20 v1 i got you seven it was seven so these fortnite kids i swear to god yeah fucking (laughs) hey so he's swinging Finally, one of their bigger dudes, I think it was, like, fucking Enforcer or something, grabs this dude by his throat and is dragging him out the bar. Well, uh, if it was Treasurer's highest ranking, that would have been the Sergeant at Arms. Then maybe, yeah. I, yes, I, uh, my, I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this dude grabs him by the throat and just slings him out the front of the bar. Mm-hmm. That is the job of the Sergeant at Arms, is the actually other, to clean the, up uh, these kind of messes. What the grandpa do? <laughs> grandpa is sitting there because he's an old veteran and he knows not to fuck around oh, at yeah. this point. He's um, like, he's like, oh yeah, that's, they respect me though. He's, looks, yeah. he's, like, <laughs> he's like, they respect me though. That's yeah. gonna suck for him. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I'm out front with these guys, and the kid is still fucking going off. Oh, uh, old kid. 
at this point pulls out a pocket knife. Um, the smallest, like, little baby knife I've ever seen, but, like... It's a Swiss Army. <laughs> yeah, it, it was enough to get that dude punched in the face, like, five, six times. Yeah. Uh, at this point, like, other patrons of the bar start calling the cops, and I let the, the bike group know that the cops have been called, mm-hmm. and it, it was a dicey night. Cops came out, uh, kid wanted to press charges... And I was like, I don't know, man. I I didn't see very much. Yeah, like, and I don't I, know who those guys are. Yeah, there there was just a lot of commotion, and I just, <laughs> this is a big bar. I have to yeah. walk around. Yeah. Bad knee, bro. Um, I was actually I had to take the biggest shit. <laughs> yeah, Get on a I toilet, like, not in my pants. I like yeah. that, it yeah. turns out. I didn't yeah. see much. I got a bad knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name, Lauren. Uh, that is fantastic. That's hilarious. Nobody to narc? Mm-mm, back hurts. Yeah, yeah. no. Like, uh, oh, stiff. Will you stack me another beer? Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Snitch. Uh, oh, I got this IBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My TMJ's acting up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a great story. Yeah. And uh, everything kind of was smooth after that. You ever see that kid again? Uh, the kid, no. Grandpa came in like, gra- Grandpa was like maybe two, three times a week regular mm-hmm. and he came in like two weeks later he apologized i asked him how his grandson was doing and uh he had a broken jaw a broken oh. wrist and then three broken toes um so yeah three yeah. broken toes yeah crazy i wonder if he got stomped or he's doing some kicking i don't know my, my knee <laughs> yeah, my knee hurt. Yeah. like i didn't see anything uh. oh what a great line well I mean, so that was a dive bar, and you worked at all sorts of places. You ever done some shady shit on shift? Um, shady shit. So when I was with Lagunitas, I was the marketing guy. Uh, I covered Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Um, a lot of states. Yes. (laughs) Uh, One of the, I guess it's not on shift, but one of my territories, Arkansas, we had this. Yeah, we had uh, this great festival called Wing Jam, where every restaurant in Little Rock brought their best and brightest wings to the table. So my distributor was the one that sponsored it. So afterwards, I told the distributor, hey, I'll, I'll take you guys out. We and so my my rep started with me. We went to like a craft bar and then another craft bar and then. Our last one, I think, was Flying Saucer, and she was like, Ooh. it goes downhill after Flying Saucer. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the world of beer of the, the South. Yeah. So he was. she was like, after Flying Saucer, bow out. <laughs> I don't bow out. Yeah. Like, I put a, everyone to bed. I, I'm up you had for a brace a on time. your knee. You're ready to roll. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had extra, like, ace bandage. Like, I was fucking set. So I, I hop in the truck, because uh, none of them have cars. They all have trucks <laughs> yeah. down there. Uh, and we go to the first dive bar. Normal dive bar. We have whiskey. We have uh, l- the little bitty cores, like the little... Oh, the banquet. Oh, the, seven, the seven ounces? Yeah, those. Oh. Yeah, they have magic in the bottles. Mm. Seven ounce beers have magic inside of them. It's what gets you so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but they go down so fast. Well, uh, yes, so apparently that's all they drink in Arkansas. So the first two bars were those. The third one... They they asked me if I wanted to participate in the pony races. And I was like, what the fuck is a pony race? And they're like, if you don't know, then See, you got to do the it. The first question you should have asked is, tell me what the pony is. 
just so I can determine from there. I'm interested to find out what exactly the pony in a pony race is. Yeah, well, these are my my younger, more wild days, so uh-huh. I was just fucking down. Yeah, no, no, um, I I agree. I just uh, what define a pony for me in this. Well, he'll we'll get to it. So, yeah. so it's it's just can, a chugging competition with these little seven ounces. Okay. But the thing is, you have to like lock arms with like the next person in line. I thought you were going to say "Little Pony," I was going to die. Oh, uh, that would have been great. That'd be so cute. Oh, it's Arkansas though. So you're like locked. So, so do like, ponies have arms? Like, like so. Uh, well, I mean, do dogs have arms? I don't think so. Okay, then no. <laughs> well, I, I just like it because I mean, a dog and a horse are literally like the same kind of quadrupedal animal. I just because some people think that dogs might have arms because yeah. they're our companions. Yeah. Just they like an arm and leg. Yeah. No, I just uh, you know they just, just have like seven horses in the, in the bar. <laughs> no, I just misspoke because I'm mostly retarded, but that's fine. Uh, so, so like this is like like this and this like so well, you gotta have one arm free, one like this so you can chug, and then they have their free arm. So after you're done and you drop your arm, which drops their arm, they know to lift this arm. So it's like standing like a waterfall in the... thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like so the wave, but for drinking. does that work as a chain or is it just pairs? Well, you do five. So one, two, and then. Yeah. You have a beer in both hands. No, you just have one in Oh, one shit. Hand. I'm thinking this arm is where you're wrapped around here to pull down. Okay, I'm not. Okay, I was. Okay, keep going. I'm just Your st- drinking arm yeah, yeah, no, is I, their I, empty arm. Yeah. yeah. Just, yep, empty yep, arm is their drinking yep, arm. I wasn't. Yep. I'm, yeah. We brought up earlier. Just trying to get you there. Yeah. We good? We, we good? There. We're, 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 we're all together now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was the thing. Uh, I'm young. I'm full of myself. And I tell him, fuck it. I bet you I can do. Five in the time y'all can do one apiece. So um, why did you go so high initially? Um, I was high. I, okay, <laughs> as, as like normally, I'd, I'd be if I knew I could do five, I'd be like two, and then I'd do like two again just to like let everyone know I was the champ. So it was only four. But uh, just an interesting choice to go straight to five. I had been eating hot wings, consuming edibles, no, 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 yeah. and drinking mm-hmm. ponies okay. all day. Oh, shit. And I forget we're drinking the the baby beers. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're seven and, ounces, dude. And if you're good at drinking, a seven ounce beer, especially unless you've had 15 of them, is literally just almost kind of frustrating. Right. Because you're just like, you, you, you drink it in one or two drinks. Uh, you have to keep finding them and opening them. I uh, was just at the beer bar and cruising through some ponies the other day, and I was just like, i got to stop drinking these because I have to get up every four seconds. <laughs> yeah. So I pulled out a straw. Uh, mm-hmm. I lost, but uh, the bar owner was so impressed with our feats <laughs> that uh, he pulled out a bottle of Pappy oh, dope. and sold us a bottle of Pappy. Uh, for I think he sold it for sixteen dollars, oh. and we drank it out of the bottle, shared uh, with everyone. If you paid sixteen dollars for a bottle of Pappy, you better put that thing in a brown paper sack. <laughs> At least drink out of it. Well, n- none of it touched a glass. Like that's perfect. It was all out of the bottle. It was passed around proper, the bar. Proper. It was yeah. Plastic cups, maybe. <laughs> no, we shared the herbs. Bro. I, I, I well, no, that that that's great. But uh, drinking Pappy out of a plastic cup is also hilarious. Just. Mm. Uh, out of principle. Okay. I, I want to... I, I want to... So were you in your own... Just You were just trying to put down five by yourself while they did the pony race? Yeah. How, so my, my thought... My, I got four. Oh. Because I was using the close. straw. Well, I was using the straw. Listen, oh. I mean, if you went straight to five, I'm yeah. not... I wouldn't fault you for a straw, to be honest. Yeah. I, I used the straw method. I, I got... 
four down by the time they finish five. My thought process but was all, all of all this. five of them can't drink at the same time, right? Right. So, so my it's thought like one process drinks, is then that. The next drinks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That I would, but yeah. yeah, switching a straw to another, yep. and yeah. So I and then lost. that drunk trying to get the straw in that little hole. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the holdup. Yeah, <laughs> four is pretty good though. Yeah, it, it, I was I was proud of myself. I, I was proud of myself, and the bar owner was proud of us. So <laughs> we were rewarded with the the treasure from yeah beyond. the cheapest pappies ever. Yeah, yeah, sixteen bucks a bottle. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. It was outside of Little Rock. I can't remember the little town, but it was in the middle. Shout middle out the Clintons. I mean, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Texas, so I well, want to go. Little Rock's in Arkansas. Oh, that's right. You said said Arkansas. I was yeah. still thinking you're in Texas. Yeah, where Bill, uh, Bill Clinton was the governor. That's why. That makes Clinton's, a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a geologist. I a, well, no, I, I actually. <laughs> well, if you were a geologist, you would know that Arkansas is the largest natural producer of diamonds in the U.S. and yeah, they have an rocks. average of two to four to just kind of pop out of the ground in Little Rock a year. I did a massive report on Arkansas in the fifth grade. And I remember did you everything. find any diamonds while you were there? I did not. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm pretty certain wherever the di- like, if there is an area where they just pop around, I'm pretty sure it's corned off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone's bought the parcel. Yeah. <laughs> Down on the ground. What the fuck is but, that? Oh, but, it's a but what was yeah, hilarious yeah. is, as like a fifth grader, when I'm doing this report. In my head, I was just thinking of like a public park where you'd just be walking and a diamond would have just like <laughs> popped out of the ground. Well, I was playing a lot of Link to the Past at the time, right? Like, so in my head, I'm just like, Rupee. <laughs> it's so fucking, fucking weird. Yeah. Rupee. Rupee. So, Nick, um, I don't actually have a specific question attached to this. I just, earlier when someone had asked you, uh, I'd was kind of, uh, I mean, I was sitting right next to you, but someone had asked you about the podcast and you'd said like, oh, I just mainly was going to tell, like you'd mentioned a few stories, but the um, nearly dying on an airplane caught my ear. Oh, Utopia Fest. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Utopia. What is Utopia Fest? Let's start there. Uh, so this was the last year that Utopia Fest ran. It was one of my favorite festivals that okay. I got to run. Um, Most of this Logan Leas Festival. It, it, we were one of the sponsors. Okay. Uh, they had no beer license, so we were one of the... Sounds like Loganitas. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> sponsors. Uh, so, like, it was just a whole bunch of artists that I really, really loved. Very indie kind of like granola granola festival it was okay. thrown on a ranch that was owned by these four teachers that bought it together with Ooh. like their retirement so they could all retire in like a little commune so the four sisters ranch I dig that. uh one of their like grandsons or nephew one of the family members mm-hmm. through this festival every year um great festival so it's my first year out there i did it for like three years um my first year out there i have a ton of beer i have just the lagernitas accoutrement um i have like the fattest sack of weed that i've ever bought in my life i bought for utopia fest in texas so that was you know (laughs) nerve-wracking but fun (laughs) Um, so I'm there day one, uh, Travis comes up and he was like, Hey, we do this thing called the panty drop. Do you want to participate? Like, I don't have any panties. And I was like, mm, like, I like, what that sounds, drop entail? yeah, I was like, dude, that sounds kind of, you know, nah. And he was like, trust me, you'll have fun. 
And I was like, all right, let's That's do it. it. So that was it. That was the end of the conversation. And oh, he, you got no clarification. No clarification. Okay. So I went on with cool with my day. Um, so <laughs> at the end of the day, both of us were drunk and uh, high and just enjoying life, enjoying great music. And he goes, okay, you're going to panty drop tomorrow. And I was like, what's that all entail? And he was like, just be ready to round noon. Ready for what? And I was like, all right. <laughs> cool. cool, cool. <laughs> so that morning, um, it was a camping festival. So How many pairs of underwear did you put on that morning? Uh, I think I had one. It's okay. a good call. It's a good, uh, it's a good it, safe number. It's a camping festival, so <laughs> that, that one pair, like... <laughs> That, that was a soldier pair. Okay. Um, so that morning, uh, some of my campmates who were beside me the night before, they had ran out of alcohol. So they were like, hey, man, can we have a beer? And I was like, you can have a whole bunch of beer. And we had a great time. We, we enjoyed life. And, okay. you know, so they invited me to breakfast in the morning. We go, we're eating. Uh, there aren't, like, it's a granola festival. So there's, like, a couple of paper plates, but, like, everyone's eating with their hands. Mostly everyone just got a handful of yogurt. Yeah, yeah. eggs. There was some bacon. Okay. Uh, there was some bacon. Surprisingly. Uh, it's Texas. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, and there's orange juice being passed around. So I was like, fucking orange juice goes with breakfast. I'm chugging orange juice. We're having a good old time. Orange juice tasted a little sour, but I was like, it's fine. They're granola. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. Oh, um, so maybe 30, 45 minutes later... I'm really feeling the music. So when you, oh. real quick, um, just back it up. When you say chugging orange juice real quick, how much did you drink? I typically drink in like a gulp around sure, like eight, eight, eight ounces? to ten ounces. Cool, that's yeah. what I was thinking. How many yeah. of those glasses did you have? I had about two chugs. It, there there were multiple okay. things of orange juice that were being tossed I'm around. I'm just forming a theory in my head. Continue. Go on. Um, so I... I I get to maybe around 10 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm just feeling the music. Interesting. First band starts at 11. <laughs> um, so at noon, Travis comes up to me, and he goes, you ready? And by this time, I am full on rolling. Oh. Yeah, because orange juice is typically something associated with... They're Ecstasy. Well, oh, it was ecstasy. Oh, okay. In the orange oh, that's juice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're efficient. Oh, They're efficient granola. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, sure, what is the panty drop? Yeah, so uh, this dude walks up. Have you ever up. done ecstasy before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you once it kicked in, you knew what you were doing, what was happening. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was okay I just, with it. I I was. Well, uh, I've never done XC, so if some if that happened to me, I would be wholly unfamiliar with that feeling and probably had a little more stress. <laughs> like, why am I so feeling it? <laughs> yeah. I I I was super happy with the situation. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, yeah. That's how it goes. And then homie dude comes up. Uh, definitely looks out of place. Definitely like. Super country um, comes up to me and goes, "All right, boy, you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I don't know what we're doing, but let's do it. He hands me a tall boy of Coors Light. We hop in his truck. He was like, "Go ahead and drink it." So we're drinking while we're driving down a back road in Texas, mm -hmm. as he, one does. Yeah, he pulls up to a makeshift little airfield, and he goes, "Which plane do you want? Do you want the 1966 Cessna, or do you want the one that I built?" And I was like, can you clarify what we're going to be doing? And he goes, we're about to drop a whole bunch of panties on the festival. 
And I was like, wait, let's... Okay, so... This... Am I flying the plane? <laughs> I, I was like, so we're hopping in the plane, we're going to open gonna the back. I plane, I'm going to at least eat a, some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, so we hopped in the plane. Uh, I had also grabbed a whole bunch of koozies because I could be a company man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gorilla marketing 101. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we hop in the plane and he was like, uh, so he takes me. It's beautiful up there. And then he starts. So to get, just. Yeah. Yeah. More clarification, not to interrupt the pace of the story. So you're just drinking, uh, having a good time. Uh huh. Now you're on XC having a blast. Still confused, and then he's like, "So this dude, you know, you know well, just met, just met." Okay, and he's like, "We're about to hop in this airplane." Uh huh. And the other option is one did that you I clarify built. if he was a pilot, an engineer, any credentials? You were just like, "Airplane, this makes sense. Let's let's just jump in." My knee was acting up, so I didn't really <laughs> yeah, ask him. Yeah, 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 I can see it. Um, what did you see? The one he built. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was, it was silver, nice and but the inside, like all the dials weren't it. in it. So <laughs> you did the assessment. Yeah, uh, I did. It the turns assessment. out you don't need dials to fly a plane, but also good call. Yeah, <laughs> that so was at the any best point decision. When he said you want this one or this one, did you think he's taking one? That means I have to take the other. That's the first thing I think is like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, which one do you want? I'm like, I don't know how to fly a plane. <laughs> oh, I just thought we were going to parties. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Listen, we went to party. You, but let me jump in this plane. Okay. So you jump in the plane. We jump in the plane. Uh, we fly around. Uh, you're fa- you've got to be fairly low. Mm. You'd be at least a thousand feet. Personally, right? I was pretty high. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, about a thousand feet. It, it was it wasn't super high in there. Like he was lower, and yeah. like it was beautiful hill country. So he was like taking me on the scenic route. Told me where like this old miner died, and like all the stuff, which is super cool to me. And then he goes, all right, let's go to the festival. Let's go do our job. And I was like, all right, so what do we do? <laughs> I guess we're working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, how do you drop the panties out of the plane? That uh, yeah. was my question yeah. also. Yeah. I thought maybe a back door, maybe something we just throw out. Like, Mm-mm. you're flying in a plane. Yeah. So and you said a Cessna. That's just got two doors. It has a window, though. Oh, in uh, two windows. Yeah. Well, maybe four. It had a window that, like, flipped down like so oh. it didn't roll it like yeah they, they yeah they flip yeah what yeah so so he was like so to test our drop we're gonna drop some confetti first and i was like okay cool let's fucking party so he hands Kick me out a, the windshield a, <laughs> <laughs> he hands me a full trash bag of like Jesus. disposable paper confetti yeah. this is why we have microplastics in our blood <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then uh so he was like once i tell you go just open the window and dump it and I was like, "Open, open the, open the window." <laughs> so we're. I've never bro, seen a plane I saw with Air Force open. One. I can't just open this. Well, window. that's what I thought. I thought I was going to be sucked out. I was like, "I'm a big mass, so I might like fill that gap." But I saw Alien was going to look like the work. craziest hickey ever. Right. Like holy shit! So, um, we roll down the. Are we? We start approaching the first time. He tilts. Yeah, you, the, you swing lock the window. Yeah, he tilts the plane a little bit. I swing open the window, and. Panic sets in, so I just throw the whole fucking bag. (laughs) Which, at this point, it wraps around one of the wings. So he was like, wait a second, I'll fix that, and does what he called a maneuver. (laughs) Did he do a barrel roll? (laughs) Yes, that was his maneuver. That sounds like the maneuver you would do. You did a a, a full flip. Yes, I... You were upside down in this plane. Yes. Were you um, buckled up? 
I was buckled up. You have to be. I was buckled up. But the G-forces on my body were like, (laughs) hey, bud, do you want to be like awake for this (laughs) and I was like yeah that would be cool check out and my body was like "Mm, we'll see we're gonna forget this one (laughs) so I start to like pass out a little bit so while he's flying he's slapping me in the face across the cockpit to wake me back up because we have a job to do yeah we have not dropped the panties yet you barely even you might not have even dropped confetti yet at this point well we dropped confetti we nearly dropped the plane dropping confetti but there was some confetti dropped yeah um, so I, at this point, like, we're kind of going, like, up, up, to which, like, I regain consciousness and then see, like, just straight sky, and I was like, oh, oh I'm this dead. Is heaven. Yeah, I, I seriously <laughs> yeah. thought I was fucking dead. And oh, then, like, nice. he levels out, and then he was like, all right, you ready? <laughs> no. And I was like, let's just fucking do it. Um, we're here. So we, we go down again. I have another trash bag full of... Uh, panties and Lagunitas Coosties. Yeah, this time, hold on to the bag. Yeah, I did hold on to the bag this time. Perfect. I didn't even throw out all the panties because I was holding the fucking bag so tight. Um, and then once we, like, he took me, he was like, do you want to go see mo- some more of around? And I was like, no, I would... <laughs> I would love to get back, like, to yeah, solid on the ground. ground and back to the festival. Uh, hard no. Um, so, yeah. And then after I got out, uh, like, I was like, dude, I think I'm going to puke or pee. Like, something is coming out of me. So, because once again, my body lets me know. It's oh, yeah. fucking wonderful. Something's happening. Yeah. So, we get out of the plane. I hop out the door. And then, like, I... Immediately s- come. Well, <laughs> I start heading towards the front, which he yells at me, like, oh, the propeller's still on. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Okay, so <clears throat> redirected. I peed. I didn't realize the propeller like still did wind shit. So I had like <laughs> pee all over my legs, and <sighs> and then we had another beer on the way back to the the. Did festival. you indulge in any more orange juice? Uh, so the next morning I did have more <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> it was a four day festival. Um, you get back on that plane. I did not. I only was. Uh, I think. I think the homies at Treaty Oak was the liquor sponsor for this non-alcohol festival, mm-hmm. and uh, they were scheduled for panty drop on day. T- no, it was Pit Viper. Pit Viper was there. It was Pit Viper. Was and they did the. They, I bet they did it like badasses. Yeah. Well, I, they they probably like stood on the plane and were like, "Fuck a Pit Viper." <laughs> and like Lagunita's Nick is like blacking out. It's <laughs> cool. It's fine. I'm hardcore. Oh my lord, that is uh. that is that is one of the best uh, crazy shit on shift stories. Yeah, we've had yet. Yeah. Oh my lord, my face hurts. So you most of your time has been in the sales side, not necessarily on the bartending side, right? Correct. Uh, I do bartending as a survival thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, if if I got a fat stack of cash from a severance, and yep. you know. I don't need to, you know, do anything. I'll do it, but I prefer sales. Cause so I'm sure you've, uh, you've, you've spent a good amount of time in a bar. Yeah. You seen any good kickout stories? Um. Bro, you hang out at the office in Mesa. You've had to see someone get kicked out once or twice somewhere. <laughs> you hang out at the office in Mesa? Yeah. Oh, dude, let's go play poker there. I oh, don't play fuck. poker, but uh, I will cheer you on. I love that. Uh, <laughs> he did say on. he's good at cheering. I, I'm a fucking really? great cheerleader. <laughs> I support the peoples. Um, yeah, I I haven't seen one there. There was right across the street at the grid. Um, mm-hmm. 
I Mesa's was, premier arcade dive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I was there one night around like midnight. There was like some oh, super. That is late to be there. That is late to be. That's the best time to be there. It's also the saddest time to be there. Yes. Um, I love sad. I love. <clears throat> oh, no. I, I mean, love sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I'm a dive aficionado, but like specifically. Uh, a dive arcade bar at midnight is a specific sort of sad. Yeah, yeah. They only get out of their basements for that. <laughs> yeah. and But it was good. I loved it. So I know. Oh, it sounds great. I'm sitting at the bar, and then, like, two, like, mill bros, mm. like, pop in. And... Oh, I've been to Cobra before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there, there's... There's a young, attractive female at the bar. There's one of them that There's night. There's the one. So they hone in on her, which she happens to be a sibling or a family member of, of one of the other guys that seems like he's there a lot more often. Yeah. And uh, the the tempy, like, dude bros kind of approach her, and the bartender is very... Timid. Timid is a great word. Uh, he, he, I've never been one to shy away from a fight. And he has probably never been punched. So his, his managing of the situation wasn't that great. But finally, there was another kid in there who was a volunteer firefighter that kindly asked the two guys to fuck off. They got mouthy and then the bartender backed him up. But that was really the only, like throw out like kick out mm-hmm. that i've seen have you ever been kicked out of a bar um zach at uh bri once 86 me and alex as soon as we walked in because <laughs> uh alex is loud and he said that we were too drunk to be there which the funny thing is we, neither of us had been drinking like Alex is just loud. So uh, back when when uh, my boy Zach was the GM of uh, the Beer Research Institute, we got kicked out of there as soon as I walked in. And I carried it up. Like, I sent Matt a message right away, and I was like, this fucking guy thinks he can throw me out. Yeah, don't, doesn't he know who I am? Yeah, I was the first fucking customer. Um You'd be nothing without me. Yeah, yeah. My sticker was first. But yeah, that's... That's my dollar bill in the frame behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was talking about that time that you and I walked into BRI and Zach felt that we were being too loud. You were being too loud and asked us to leave. So we left. Fair. Yeah. Uh, all of that tracks. Definitely. Do you recall this? Yeah. I mean, I've been kicked out of BR a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, once by, uh, I think, Zach again, or fuck, was it, it was a Zach? Uh, when you, uh, were you talking about the same thing when you sold the fucking trophy? Oh, no, that was a different time. That was, that was, that was Matt Polstash. Oh, I, I thought Matt, that was... Yeah, the, Matt Polstash said yeah. he was going to fight you, and I kind of hung around to see if yeah. that would happen. Yeah. From stealing the trophy, and he said he was going to fight you? Yeah, me and Alex went in there and stole the trophy, so I grabbed... You the, stole it at the Strong Beer. Yeah, and then... And it was stolen a couple more times? Yeah, back and forth, and then I kept returning it, and then the final mm-hmm. piece of the resistance is I needed to put my nuts on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
me and Alex went in there. Alex just stood at the end of the bar, and I went and grabbed the ladder. I put the ladder up. I grabbed the trophy. Polestash realized what was going on. <laughs> so he was going to fight Alex. And then, like, we all just kind of looked, and we're like, not really, though. Okay. Yeah, that guy's probably a 20th of your weight. Like, Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah he's a little guy. He, he is, is a little guy. That would have been cool to watch. It would have been funny. He, he's, he's wiry. Yeah, it would have sure. looked like that dude getting fought by all those bikers, <laughs> <laughs> but, but only a one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. Um, and then you're like, Matt, I'm coming to help, but my knee hurts. Yeah, and then, um, I was gonna help him, but the knee flared up like the ladder. It just inflamed. Yeah. Give a cortisone shot. And then so I, uh, I took it one step further. So after Nick did that and it was returned, um, I won it and took it back to my place for the next year. Just had sex with it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Listen, I won't say what I did with it before I handed it over to Doc Osborne, but yeah. you did put all your hands all over it, Doc, so just know that. Yeah, now his beer's, <laughs> now his beer's infected. Mm. No, don't say that. We love you, Doc. <laughs> yeah, he makes good beer. Yes. Um. So, again, I don't have a question prepped. I just, again, was eavesdropping on you talking to someone else earlier. Um. You said you had Willie Nelson stories, but um, do you have one that you would like to start with so there was one specific south by southwest that that sticks out so when i was with lagunitas we partied with willie uh during south by southwest we did the luck reunion at okay. luck ranch uh which is his yeah big ranch uh so, so just real quick is yep. that just a typical standard ranch or is there also weed farming so Mad, it, i mean i don't want to put them in a box but so it is actually a horse sanctuary he oh, saved a so whole bunch of horses that were going to be slaughtered and he he has them on his ranch plus he built like an old western town and that's where uh that's where uh the festival was held so yeah one year we're getting ready to do that and we have two guys coming in from england uh there is one of the higher ups and there is a young kid his name is william sword wallace william wallace william sword wallace feels like he might have been named after somebody yeah specific super specific so careful there bobs um my whole thing was not my problem. His boss is coming. I, I will let him, you know, learn about America that way. Um, visas weren't accepted or something or this or that. So instead of these two guys showing up, Sword showed up alone. So me and my buddy Kyle, who worked... Wait, so he just goes by his... I mean, I would too, I guess. If your that, name was William Sword If Wallace, my middle name was Sword, I would just go by You would okay, go by no, fucking no, Sword, yeah. I, I retract my question. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so me and my buddy Kyle, Kyle drove down from Chicago and stopped at almost every brewery on the way and just gave them Lagunitas, picked up their beer. So he is, like, strapped with amazing beer. Him and I are sitting in the Phoenix airport downstairs where, like, you accept the people from overseas or greet them whatever it's called like i don't know um so well, we're waiting down receive them or is what it's called or something i don't i'm not fancy i don't know yeah i don't know um so we're we're waiting down there and across the way i see lucas nelson uh willie nelson's oldest son okay and i'm i'm a nelson fanboy i have loved willie I nelson mean, i see your dope ass willie nelson shirt right now yeah uh i i have loved him since i was little and 
it's a moment for me. So oh, get uh, yeah, we'll circle back on how that felt. But but yeah, so I'm I'm fanboying out and like I actually point at him and I go, "That's Lucas Nelson." Lucas turns around and sees us talking about him and goes, "Yeah, what's up? Hey guys." And Kyle goes, hey, you Lucas Nelson? And he was like, yeah, I am. And he goes, we're going to party at your ranch later this week. <laughs> so we have a little moment with Lucas, which, like, I'm dying. Like, if my sphincter had less control, I would have shit my pants right there. That would have been the story. <laughs> but, like, stuck in one more time for me. Um, so Sword comes. We pick him up. We figure out that his boss isn't coming because visas were denied or whatever. Well. So Sword is now under our patronage whatever the fuck it's called um and sword is a 21 year old he is known for like knowing every festival every party like if it goes on in england fucking sword knows about it so he's that kid so he's a famous socialite now under your care in america during south by southwest on on, on a violated visa well he's not his boss had a fucking visa so his boss couldn't come who does he work for Lagunitas. So we, oh, okay. we hired him to do what I did in Texas, blah, 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 yeah. out there. Got it. Okay. But his Man, boss they, they needed could a, get a dude visa. named William Sword Wallace to replace you. Legendary. Did his, well, <laughs> in England. His boss didn't need a visa. He needed a, um, a passport. Well, well it, it depends on how you normally travel. If you have a visa and that's how you travel, that's that's all you would use. Especially uh, if you're from when you're from England, your visa might be how you travel for work and then... I'm not sure how it works, but usually I, I don't think you need a visa to like live somewhere. Uh, maybe it wasn't visa. Maybe it was a uh, ten ninety nine. I don't know. Uh, I'm not Mark Simler. <laughs> yeah. I don't put people in jail. As it turns out, it, it's it's really complicated <laughs> to get into this country if you don't live here. Yeah, um, I have had the distinct pleasure of getting into trouble crossing this border while also being a citizen of it. So, uh, and that was rough sometimes. I couldn't imagine like not being from this country and like having any border issues. Holy shit. Yeah, I um I mouthed off to the border patrol one time when I shouldn't have and spent longer than I should have at the border in detention. So we'll just move on. Um, My name's too dark to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm. So was wa- this dude badass or what? Sword was fucking awesome. Uh, Sword. He better have been with that kind of name. So so. Me, Sword, and Kyle go down to Sixth Street, which is the big spot. Um, The first place we go to is a really well-known craft bar. Uh, So we're going downstairs, we're hanging out, and um, one of the brothers from Hanson was there. uh, Taylor, he's the one that owns the brewery, right? I think so, yeah. 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 So, backstory, one of the employees that we had hired in Texas to be a market manager used to be the director of sales. So, Sword goes up to him and he was like, hey, Hanson, I'm with Lagunitas. And he was like, <laughs> oh, you guys stole, stole my director of sales. And Sword was like, I didn't steal shit from you. And, like, they start Fought to get him. kind of fiery. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, like... The one thing they told me was don't let Sword get arrested. Yeah. Easy, right? Mm, ish. So <laughs> Well, you didn't know Sword, so. Yeah, I he didn't know Sword. He starts trying to fight a Hanson brother. <laughs> yes, which I, I think Sword could have laid out, like, whatever it is. Listen, Timmy, Tommy, whatever uh, the fuck his name was. Yeah, uh, it's, I actually misspoke. Uh, Taylor's the oldest one. Zachary's the youngest one. Before you say anything, my sister, the closest sibling in age, is a, she has two Hanson tattoos. I actually met him at JBF once. Uh, and then, like, gave all the swag to my sister. Is Hanson uh, like a chick man? But, like, I did meet him. Mm-bop. Mm-bop. Oh, yeah. Mm-bop. Yeah, yeah. So they're very androgynous men. Yeah. 
Um, I did meet him, and I can tell you, after meeting him, I can confidently say I'd absolutely house that kid. Yeah, little, little <laughs> guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. Everyone is shorter than me, mostly. It's just like people like Chris Rogers who frustrate me. It's like normally I'm used to having a down neck at talking to people, and you make me like straighten it, and it kind of hurts a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ordinarily got in a fight, so we drug him out, and then he decided that he wanted to go to the BBC Wait, private party. He almost fought a handsome mother for real. Yeah, they. they <laughs> uh, he didn't say fuck your mother, but it was getting there. Listen, uh, I actually love non-Americans more than like American insults because it's always like, I hope your mother chokes on a thousand dicks or some <laughs> shit like that. It's always fucking amazing. Yeah, what, I, I, what a punk bitch to be like, you stole my director's sales. I think he was Someone trying to left. be funny. Oh. And but, Sword oh. took it as... <laughs> all, right. all right. I like but this way I'll more I'll also say that I walk into myself, put my foot in my mouth like that all the time, and if I did that and someone was like, oh, I didn't take anything from you, mate, I'd, I'd immediately recorrect and be like, yeah, I'm just fucking with you, man. I, you know, obviously it's you don't own Lagunitas, right? Like, I would... Or that there's person. A, there's an ability, like, and I know both of you have it, too, where you're just like, if you're confronted with that, you're like, correct. Yeah. And he's just like, no, we're going to fight about this tonight. Fucking handsome brothers. Fucking I handsome never brothers. liked him, Elizabeth. He's I, like, yeah, I'm saying it now. Oh, <laughs> be, you're going to hear two things, me hitting you, or, yeah, me yeah, hitting you, you and, yeah. and Mbop yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Most incredible recovery I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> stumble, stumble, <Yeah>. imbop. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what I was going with. No, that was fucking absolute incredible work, Bobby. Holy shit. Oh, um, my God. Whew. So, yeah, after that, uh, we are walking down the street. Willie hasn't come up in this story at all yet. No, we're not even close <laughs> to Willie. Holy Yeah, going. <laughs> like, South by Southwest, bro. Uh, we Ugh. get to the BBC party. Sword gets in because he's British, and I'm like... <laughs> I can't get in because I can't get in. I tried all my tactics. I tried the, oh, yeah. I'm just delivering. Oh, I'd, here's my card. Like, tried everything. You couldn't get into the... Nope. So Sword was by himself for, like, an hour and a half, and I just sat on a curb. Wasn't the whole point of you guys going? It was because, like, Loganius was doing, like, a sponsorship? Well, so during that week... Wink, wink. Yeah, during Again. that week, we did, like, 65 <laughs> events. So I had three events on that street. So the goal was to, like, hit one event, walk to the next event, walk to the next event. Sword, to, uh, sword took detours. Um, so, anyway, long story short, I get him out of the party. Later that night, we're going to Willie Nelson's ranch. Um, I'm a little buzzed, so I asked oh? Kyle to drive. Uh, Kyle's like, yeah, fuck yeah, as long as I don't have to drive back. And I was like, cool. Well, Sword hasn't driven this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> He's 21. <laughs> He's trying to drive on the left side of the road. <laughs> Let's do this. So, at, at Luck, we get fucking ruckus. Like, it is a good time. They let us backstage. We're, at one point, we're smoking weed with Micah Nelson. Um, it's just a good fucking time. Hell yeah. The only person sober out of, like, the cleanup team, which was three of us. Willie Nelson. <laughs> was sword. Um, oh, wild. Yeah, so. So, okay, so he likes the party, but he also knows how to keep it together. He, yes, absolutely. Cool. That's, that's, and, some people get high on the influencer part of it, and they don't actually want to party like right. the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, with that team specifically, like me, Kyle, and Sword, we were very good about like, I get to get shit house now, and I don't have to be responsible that's, for the next 12 oh hours. God, that's fucking incredible. I grew up with a dude who'd be like, yeah, I got you for DD, and he's the first guy drunk. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Kyle That's Cooney, awesome. I fucking love you. <laughs> That's um, he. Uh, shout out to both of those. Like, listen, if you do that, just anybody. Also, those dudes, two dudes specifically. Shout out. Yeah, straight up. Like, if you if you say like tonight, I'm not drinking. You hold your word to that. Shout out. Let's yeah. Go. So uh, Kyle and I were shit housed, uh, and we we had to go pick up all the empty kegs, all of the the Jesus. the marketing shit with the, the golf kegs cart. that were donated illegally. Yeah, continue. So how did how did Sword get in and you guys couldn't get in? Well, this is well, this is Willie's he, party. Isn't he a famous party bro though? Well, he's he was like on British and like got in. I don't know. That oh. makes sense. Also, like, I, yeah, I believe that. I I was I'm I was, fucking British and stuff. I was cleaning up the shit at Easy Tiger, trying to like pay our tab <laughs> and tell the buyer that I'm sorry for you know my dude nearly knocking out a Hanson brother. Like, Jeez. so yeah. Um, but this is way later at Willie's Ranch. Okay, so. At this point, Sword is driving the golf cart, and he's, like, kind of fucky on it. And we're like, dude, are you good? And he's like, hey, mate, this is the first time I've ever driven. (laughs) Yeah. So, during this whole driving episode, he clipped uh, Lucas Nelson. Uh, He... He knocked into a van, and then why didn't you start getting him off of the, the golf cart? Because they've been drinking. We and were he said he would drive. shit house drunk. But it's a golf cart. It's a golf cart. It can't what? make that much damage, right? Also, <laughs> listen, Bobby. You and I both know if we were the drunk riders and someone was running into shit, we'd be like, "I fucking dumb Brit fuck." <laughs> Yeah, we were making jokes. Not the right side of the road, mate. See, exactly. There we go. There we go. (laughs) But, yeah, so, uh, Sword, um, finally, at the end of the night, we had to drive back into town, which Willie's farm is, like, maybe 10, 20 miles out of town. So oh, and you're cart. golf carting it? Well, no, we were in a car to oh, okay. drive back into town. Okay, but like, okay, okay, okay. Once again, the only dude that was sober enough to drive is, is the dude who's been driving driven. on the wrong side of the road his whole life. No, he's, he's never, never driven. driven. Like his oh, first oh, time ever driving. Oh, I thought was you the just golf meant like American driving. No, his first time ever driving was when he used a golf cart to hit fucking Lucas or Lucas Nelson. So, okay, hold on, I need I need to pause here. So, if it if it's a spoiler. I'll move. I'll move on about it. William Sword Wallace. Yes. Who is this guy? Whose kid is he? Who's he related to? Why does he? Why is there so much nepotism? William Wallace. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> super famous in England, as it turns out. Um, specifically, um, Harold it is a is a is a huge hero. Direct I, I descendant of Robert the Bruce. Um, <laughs> That actually tracks. Um, no, but like obviously, like if you've never driven, you're 21, you're a party scene kid in England. Um, like this all s- screams like wealthy musician, celebrities kid. If that's part of the reveal, I don't know. Oh, you just never figured out who, where he, any of his shit came from. He's just, William Sword Wallace, and I felt that like that's actually pretty spectacular. Given that that well, week that he spent with me, he earned every bit of that fucking. First name. of all. It, I'm not saying it was, but it's very likely he's on some parents' money. Heard. The fact that it never came up is actually a little impressive. Because he has so, a cool name? I got to respect that. Well, well, he has he has a name like that, first of all, yeah. Uh, he shows up. He's 21. He's never driven. He's from England. He's deep I into... I there's a lot of people in England that don't he's drive. He's deep into the party scene. There's not a party scene he doesn't understand. 
Uh, he's on a visa that is important. He's also he's working for Lagunitas. That's why he's a visa. Yeah, he's twenty one. What what was his degree in, Nick? A, a man who's never driven and uh, the party scene boy of Britain. What was his degree in? I don't know. Brad had a job out here and okay. with Lagunitas. Yeah. Well, I just it, 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 <laughs> they it just, have low it, standards. It just feels like nepotism a little bit. And then I just was wondering if he had parents that were specifically known. Yeah, I I don't know. It drips of nepotism is all. Yeah. I'm not saying this detracts from him being a rad party dude. Right, right, right. But you don't generally end up in a position like that at that age, coming across the pond to work for one of the biggest fucking breweries in the country at 21 when you've never driven, when you're like a party scene guy. Or like you've had, what, in England five years to get that far? Like... I don't know, just screams nepotism a little. Not saying he he could be a self-made party boy for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just wondering if you knew who his parents were. I I don't. That's even a little better. Like Mr. I said, impre- like, like I impressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Wallace, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm on I'm on last name basis with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wallaces. Yeah. Last name basis. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> all right, so how did you get to the ranch? Well, getting yeah, back where's from the Willie ranch. Nelson here? <laughs> uh, Willie actually only showed up for like five, ten minutes. He he stayed at home. Him and his wife drove his truck up like right to the stage. Well, he is a hundred. Yeah, and like if anyone like has that clout, Willie Nelson does at his ranch. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good fucking time. Willie was there for like I said, he showed up like five minutes before his set. After his set, he hopped in his truck. His wife drove him back. So basically, as soon as you guys get to the stage, you're just there until he comes and plays and gets out of there. Question. I assume the weed, you're hanging out with his children. You're smoking the Nelson. You smoke some Willie Nelson weed, right? I have smoked Willie's Reserve. Okay. How, uh, how's that? Yeah, was that shit dope? As a veteran, so is it dank? Is it is so, it appropriate for his age? So I am... Not to speak highly of myself. You're a veteran. I I have consumed quite a bit of cannabis in my day. Yeah. Um, tour veteran. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I I got the best that I could produce because our owner was also there. Yeah. So like when you come, you have to come legit. So our owner couldn't come with empty pockets. So Fair Tony enough. needed to be set up, and I made sure that he was set up correctly. So I thought that what I could acquire was the cream of the crop the absolute best um i usually wouldn't give over responsibilities of like driving to someone who has never driven in their whole life but when you were a willie nelson reserve high you don't care (laughs) uh i remember did he take that 10 mile drive oh yeah sore did it sore did it um uh the uh not just like a dirt road, ten miles. Like, well, like a part of it, paved, made, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A road with so, other cars on. Yeah, it was like so. Thankfully, like because we had to clean up and tear down. Like we were out way past all the okay. like consu- customers, regular or whatever. traffic. Yeah, and it, about five miles of it is back country okay. road to where like if you hit a ditch, it's fine. <laughs> and like most of the ranches out there are either like bigger for people that have a lot of money or like the family has been there for 300 years and they know the sheriff they are the sheriff um all of that stuff so that wasn't the problem when we got into town we were staying like right in the middle of downtown Uh we had rented a house that was a little dicey but 
We got there. We stopped at Waterburger on the way home. Hell yeah. Grabbed a fucking nice. burger and fries. <laughs> grabbed a burger. Yeah. And fries. Yeah, and fries. That's uh, a great story. You're coming up with some hitters. Yeah, I've done some things. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. We got time for one more question. Oh, I want to text you. So. Yeah, uh, I was going to let you hit it off. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, Nick, someone who mostly functions in sales and uh, in marketing is uh, kind of your primary specialty. Um, and what uh, you did for Lugging News for a little bit. Uh, you've been to a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. We just talked about South by Southwest. Yeah. Do you have any beer fest creature stories that kind of stick out? Um, I was there for the infamous, like, <laughs> puking at Strong Beer <laughs> while the dude, like, had shitty pants. Like, Did you I, see that in person? I was there in person. God, uh, that was the same year like that uh, Matt had won the trophy. and I was there that year. I yep. stole the trophy from him, so he decided in his maybe not so sober state to hit me with his Jeep in front of Rob Fulmer. <laughs> And Rob Fulmer is like screaming and yelling at us to grow the fuck up. Um, but grow up, Rob Fulmer. That was by far the most fun strong beer fest that ever happened. Like, yeah, we were sticker tagging people. We were just fucking with each other. We that was the one Matt ran up on top of my Prius. A good fucking time, dude. Yeah, no, that was a killer. The fest. booth behind us had like uh, like that back panel thing to it, but it wasn't a full one. It was only half. So like we just kept like ripping a sticker and then oh. reaching under and just tagging. Was, uh, it literally looked like this sticker wall at JBF. We had hit. <laughs> I probably put eighty to a hundred stickers on different people's tents. Um, that one, that beer fest was just fun and silly. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, is I'll say this as delicately as possible because when the story, when we do talk about the story, I do want to talk about it a little more. Um, but there was infamously a, a rep who uh, was puking behind her booth uh, in a strong beer and lost her job as a result of it. Was that the same year or was that the next year? I think that was the next year ah, that okay. she. So not every legendary strong beer festival story is in the same year. Yeah, you gotta you gotta spread them out between like three years. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that is fucking funny, but oh uh, god, that uh, yeah, being that was quite a festival. Um, I do. I, I've told the story before. Um, that was the year uh, that there was someone walking around the festival with us with a short skirt and a um furry tail fun coming out from underneath the skirt oh yeah so probably one that is in secured in your anus so the question was was without your, a doubt was, was your sec- tail red or to match the hair or was it a different color uh it was just a like fully like white arctic fox i mean i don't know <laughs> i wasn't fully erect no i kid um but it was clearly like an arctic fox tail because it did like stand out in tr- contrast to both the outfit and the hair i was just like I mean, either way, it's obviously for attention, but, like, this whole outfit clashes. I don't want to be fucking uh, Joan Rivers fashion police over here. Uh, rest her She's soul. Like, who wears <laughs> white butt plugs after Labor Day? <laughs> Wait, did you I go mean, to... Bobby, you're not wrong. <laughs> did you go to culinary school or fashion school, Alex? <laughs> Listen, we can get into all of it. Um, this isn't an annual business plan meeting. Culinary school is get brought up here. <laughs> well, um... I guess that'll wrap it up. We just need to do some local shout-outs, and then we'll get out of here. I'll let you go first. 
You son of a bitch. Um, well, shit. Um, I thought I had one. God damn it. Uh, Nick, are you prepared? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to do a shout out? We no, like to do we, we like to we finish do. Up with a local shout sorry, out. Sorry, normally Bobby uh sorry. Uh to more accurately help you give a local shout out, this will drop this Friday morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as I don't forget. Uh but I won't. It's actually more scheduled now. So um I'll give a shout out to um to a Tucson oh, all right. The uh the Noble Hops. Out there, saw a little uh, gastro pub. Noble Hops is a beer. dope place. Great craft beer on uh, craft beer on draft. Uh, solid food selection. That's the one on Speedway, right? I don't fucking know. Okay, it is. I, I just ma- I just do Apple Maps and then. And if I'm wrong, he, he meant that too. But the place is rad. Um, it's yeah, not like well, this massive joint. It's pretty. Oh cool. yeah, Noble Hops. That's off like almost kind of like by Oro Valley. That place fucking fucks so. Noble hard. Hops is cool. Yeah, I like they, it. They got a good kitchen. No um, yeah, they're doing a lot of things great. So shout out to Noble Hops if you're in Tucson. Hit them up. You have a good time. Hit him up. Um, my local shout out is going to be a brewery, um, Fire and Fury. Uh, I love those guys. I'm doing a collab with them Just next a, month. Oh, same. Anniversary. I'm, same, same. Look That's that. the shout out. Um, love those guys. Uh, you know, obviously, I have ties between Grand Canyon and 12 West. When we were keeping 12 West alive over quarantine, they would come in a lot. They'd cook food. Just They'd cook food. We'd have beer. That's just what it was, and um, they talked to us a lot about opening a brewery, and then they talked to me about possibly like contracting from either company, and they just they were very dialed in at the time, and uh, I've got to watch them take that idea during quarantine when everything was hard and literally turn it into an actual brew pub this, in in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, and I couldn't be just more fucking stoked for these dudes. The food that they used to produce or used to probably still do, the food I had, I haven't been there yet, uh, is incredible. I wish they weren't out in the fucking middle of Phoenix so I could go there more often. But I love both those dudes. They make great food. And I've heard nothing but great things about the brewery. We're stoked to get them on board for a collab. Liz hangs out with them a bunch. Um, couldn't say anything m- more, I guess, other than actually know where the fuck they're located. <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh, it's unfortunately in Liz's territory and not mine. So um, we're going to hang out, boys. I love you. Shout out. Uh, I'll shout out to Yucca. There uh, we go. Yeah. Uh, Derek, Derek and Derek. Eric Casey and all Casey. the homies. And, and Mike's electric- still there? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Mike. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, I stopped by uh, yesterday and had a few beers. What um, time? Nice. Around three. I was there later than that. Yeah. Yeah. I was around three. Uh, not much later than that. Hmm. Just missed you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh. running the same route, it seems. Oh, just oh. about a half an hour off. Oh, weird. Casey's not here. I didn't know. I have his number, and I could easily text him. But <laughs> yeah. I'll stop for a beer anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I stopped for a beer and played some pinball. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the electric bat shit is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's super rad. So shout out to, to mm-hmm. all of them, homies. Yeah, Yucca's the OG. Yeah. yeah. And also just while you're shouting out Yucca, Yucca North, what up? That is thoroughly impressed me so just for anyone who doesn't know to extend this uh the yucca north used to be a place called the green room i did uh, weird shit run by tyler king it was like the grungiest dive like it was so fucking rad and when yucca bought it i was super stoked for it and the place has to be improved right like there's just no not doing it because like it was a grungy dive and when you improve a grungy dive you're always like kind of worried like 
is it going to lose its soul? And shout out Tyler King, I love you, but Casey has done more with that square footage than I ever thought even fucking feasible, man. Like, I am thoroughly fucking impressed with Yucca North. So, shout out both Yuccas. Casey's a major gangster. Love. Casey is... I thought it was kind of lame. (laughs) You'd be wrong. (laughs) You'd totally be wrong. Uh, And it's right downtown, like... Because, like, me, like, I'm a Monty V... I'm a guy who wants to just, like, once we're done with the events... I want to fucking hang out with some real ones, and I want to disappear into the fucking dark. Like, like four of us that like get it and just want to hang out, drink beers, and just chop it up. Like that's and just disappear into a fucking dive. That's what I like. No, we and he's good, on we had, that fucking route. The bait in yeah. the shade trip. I uh, definitely had some kicking of that that yucca north and had a good yeah. old time. Fuck yeah. yeah, drank more beers than I said I would. That happens there. Uh, I slept in the woods that whole trip. Uh, that was a good time. That was, that was also a good time. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw you. Oh no! Yeah, we spent it was the first our, night. It was my campsite. <laughs> yeah, we spent the, well, the second night. I was at uh, Liz and Kristen's campsite, but uh, yeah, that first night we just like rolled up. Did we both eat mushrooms? Oh yeah, we <laughs> we both eat mushrooms at fucking uh, the fucking downtown billiards. <laughs> You're like, that no, 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 no. It was terrible. It was cold and awful. God damn. Well, yeah, we waited all the way until we get. Uh, it was just. It was beautiful and terrible. What a trip. We'll have to play it better next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than the last minute. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, Pod at gmail.com is the email. Thanks for listening, Nick. Thanks for your time. Have a good one, guys. Whoop.